0: Chapter 24 of King Mombo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mama Cida, Tangerang Selatan King Mombo by Paul de Chayu. Chapter 24. Difficulty of making our way, fallen trees and dense thickets, our meat gives out, looking for kula trees, a meal of their nutritious nuts, their importance to the traveler in the forest. Next morning, we determined to leave Crocodile Lake and go at once to the elephant country. We breakfasted on Crocodile to save our provisions. We hold up our canoes and hid them in the forest. Then we started. Once more we were in the great forest. The foliage was so thick that no one could see the sun or the sky. We could not walk fast enough to please me, for I wished to reach the elephant hunting ground. The path was difficult to follow, for it was so little used. Our advance was impeded by fallen trees blocking the path. The big ones had brought down with them many others, so we had sometimes to go through acres of broken branches, losing the path. In many places, we had to creep under low branches with our bodies bent, looking more like apes than human beings. We had to climb or go under fallen trees or jump from one root to another, this often being over a foot above the ground, or else we walked for hours in the bed of a stream. Fortunately, I was in my teens and weighed only a little over 100 pounds. I was then only 5 feet 2 inches tall. Had I been a tall and heavy fellow, I should have had an awfully hard time to creep through the jungle. Today I am but 5 feet 4 inches and a half in height. We traveled the whole day in a northern direction towards a prairie country. A little before sunset, we built our camp. The fires were kept blazing all night, for in the region were many leopards, besides snakes crawling at night. We built fifteen fires in a circle and slept in the center, the smokes driving the mosquitoes away. During the night, The men on the watch were startled by a rustling in the jungle. They awoke me at once. The noise was close to our camp. The men thought someone was trying to approach our place and to surprise us. We could not see far away, for the bright fires blinded us. An unseen enemy in the dark could see us, while we could not discover him. The men went with their fingers on the triggers of their guns to the place whence they thought the noise proceeded. There was no one there. Another time, our suspicions were aroused by a rustling of branches. This one was far more pronounced than the first. We looked at each other and pointed our guns in the direction of the noise. Then the men gave a terrific war cry and fired towards the suspected spot, and with a rush made for it. There was no trace whatever of man having been there. This noise must have been made by some huge snake, said Ogula. Yes, replied Kuabi. It must have been a huge python, or perhaps some night animals. We put more wood on the fires. Then Oshuria and Ogula relieved the watch and the rest of us went to sleep again i had not been long asleep when i suddenly jumped up i thought i had heard a noise but the forest was still i had been dreaming i suppose oshoria and ogula looked at me in astonishment and said only a big leaf fell on the ground ogweezy the least noise awakened me in the forest my sleep was as light as a watchdog's At dawn of day, after a breakfast of crocodile meat, we were again on the march. Towards noon we rested a while to eat, after which we continued our march and looked for elephants, but no traces of them could be seen. The days were sultry, and I became very thirsty, which was seldom the case, for I had trained myself not to drink between meals. By and by we came upon a little stream the water of which was as clear as crystal i plucked a big leaf which i rolled up into a cornucopia filled with the cool water and took a big drink rising i saw what i had not noticed before a number of human footprints my men were behind and i waited for them when they came in sight i bid them come towards me The fellows' feet seemed to glide over the ground. I could not hear their footsteps. I pointed out the footprints to them. Their looks betrayed their feelings. They thought evidently that there were people in the neighborhood. Oshoria said, It is strange that we should see the footprints of men here. We continued our march until it was near sunset. Then Oshoria stopped and said, Let us stop here for the night, for the light in the forest is getting less bright and warns us that it will be dark soon. The crocodile meat was getting somewhat tainted. We had got to the last piece. Henceforth, we should have to rely upon berries, nuts, and fruits. After our meal, the men filled their pipes and seated themselves by the fire. Tomorrow, said Oshoria, we must be most careful. Our eyes must look everywhere. Sometimes men lie in wait in the trees along the path, and you are only aware of their presence when they throw a spear or poison arrow, fire a gun at you, or capture you. Then it is too late to look out. In the morning we started without breakfast. Further on, said Osoria, we shall come to the Kula trees. This is the time of the year when they bear nuts these are the best nuts found in the forest and we shall have plenty of food the gula nut satisfies a man's hunger better than any other berries or nuts they taste so good a man gets so much strength after he has eaten them we were getting more and more hungry as the hours passed away and had to drink water to keep up our strength at last ogula said we are near the kula trees he was right a little further on he pointed out to me a grove of four magnificent kula trees they towered above the other trees round them and as i was looking at them nut after nut fell these nuts were dark quite round and of the size of a walnut the man immediately began to break them with stones the shell is very hard and thick The kernel is as large as that of a cherry. My dear hunters, even before they ate a single one, poured them upon my lap and said, O eat, eat, you are hungry. No, said I, we will eat together. They broke the shells of a lot of the nuts, and afterwards we began to eat them. The kernel was whitish and as condensed in substance as the almond. After I had eaten some thirty of them, I could not eat one more. We all laid ourselves flat on the ground and took a nap, for we were exhausted from hunger. When we awoke, we could hear the nuts falling on the ground, sometimes one by one, sometimes a lot together. This delighted our hearts, for no man could go up the trees, they were so tall and their trunks were so big that day we collected all the nuts that fell on the ground and made our supper of them after our meal we seated ourselves in the centre of our fires then the men filled their pipes ogula who had been the first to see the kula-trees said o if it were not for the kula-trees we hunters would often die of hungers in the forest Aniembi, the good spirit made them grow for us men cannot subsist on berries and fruits not only are they not strengthening though they prevent a man from starving but if you eat too much of them you are sure to be ill with dysentery we are never ill from eating kula nuts i found afterwards that thirty nuts were enough for one meal and would keep a man vigorous from morning until evening The kula trees, continued Ogula, are sometimes found like those in this place, three or four together, but oftener they are single. They are easily recognized, for they are among the big trees of the forest. We generally make our paths pass by where they are, for it is hard to carry food enough for a long journey. The plantain gets ripe so soon, and the bunches are so heavy and the iguma is also very heavy. During the season of the kula nuts, we carry very little food with us. Our greatest enemies at that time are the boars, for they like the nuts as well as we do, and feed much upon them. Then they become very fat, however, and are delicious to eat. The gorillas and other men of the woods are also very fond of kula nuts. Then the men added a lot of wood to the fires and we went to sleep. Nothing happened during the night to disturb us, and the next morning we collected the nuts that had fallen during the night, cracked them, and started again for the elephant hunting ground. End of chapter 24. Recording by Mama Chira, Tangerang Selatan.